Welcome to the Bad Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Guys, our holdout worked. Yeah, our holdout did work. We're, yeah. We're back and we got that new contract going on. Yeah, so we're excited. Oh, yeah. We couldn't be there for Thursday, but I, we got here just in time for the weekend. Yeah, thankfully, uh, we got the negotiating done with Big City Productions and we're back. Yep. We each got a nickel, a used napkin, and a potato chip. I got, a, I got a plastic fork. You guys got potato chips? Bah. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> you are the tallest, so you get the worst. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, you know, first week one football, we did our uh, post draft recap, and but yep. now we're this is this is football, guys. This is it's happening. It's finally here. Yeah, and it's a good thing because the off season brings with it lots and lots of downtime, not only for us but obviously for players who seem to. Well, we'll get to that in, in the news. But. So, uh, we'll start with the good news. Uh, Zeke coming back with uh, extension. Zeke will be there week one for the Dallas Cowboys. Then he'll be six there years, ninety million. Six more years. Six more. Six more years. Actually, total, it's a six-year extension, and he's got two less, so he's actually signed for eight years. He's is he want to die an old man and a cowboy? Yeah, there you go. And evidently, uh, a little news today, They uh, Dallas cut, um, uh, what's his name? Alfred Morris. Thank you, Alfred Morris, um, which obviously means that they feel good about Zeke and where he's at, and I look him to get about 25 touches in the game. Perfect. So, well, first Cowboy running back ever to eclipse $100 million in contract value. Yep. So... Uh, other news, just of today, so it's a good thing we're recording late. Yeah. Julio Jones signing three years, $66 million extension, 100% guaranteed. But not only that, $64 million of that is paid the minute he signs the dotted line. That's incredible. I mean, you know, I, I, I just want to say, all of this contract issues going on with Zeke and Melvin Gordon with Love Bell last year, props to Julio for being a little bit more classy, you know, being doing the quiet negotiations, not being a big in the press. I mean, you know, the, the man just wants to get, you know, sign with his team and keep playing football. I really appreciate that. Yeah, he's always been kind of a classy guy, so not surprised there. What other news All do right, we have? Well, do we have anything else? I, I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, all right, so let's go into the first match. Ah, come on, we're just kidding. Obviously, the huge, oh, yeah. huge news. Huge news. Well, the huge news was that Morris was cut. What's that? But the huge news was that Morris was cut. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty good. Uh, it's only huge. Oh, it's a great guy. Oh, I know. It's that the Raiders cut Luke Wilson. They did. <laughs> they did. And it's that poor Nate. The, the other small news is that poor Nate has a slight, uh, maybe a temporary, maybe 
confirming a hole in his roster. Yeah, which actually, you know, that brings us into our first matchup this week. If you want to jump into that, Tyler. Sure. Well, I mean, we should talk about Antonio Brown a little bit. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's, that's what leads us into it. I mean, Antonio Brown released by the Raiders today. Yeah. I mean. It's been a fun week. It sure has. I mean, it was silly. The whole foot thing was silly. That's, you know, meme worthy. The whole helmet thing was a bit silly. But this threatening your GM and and then posting all these things about his fines. I mean, did he think he was going to get away unscathed? I mean, the Raiders did the smart thing by, by finding him. It voided the guarantees because even if you'll all do this kiss and makeup thing, like it seemed for a short time that that was going to happen, what happens in three weeks when he decides that his locker isn't big enough or that his shoes are the wrong size or whatever? Um, they did that so that they were like, if you do more shenanigans out of you, and we're going to cut you. He, I guess he didn't want to earn his $30 million. No, it's just, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, do we want to make predictions on where Antonio Brown la- ends up? I think he ends up exactly where Dez is, on the couch. I, Blake? I think I, it's a uh, decent odds. I wouldn't put money on it or anything, but I could see him ending up in New England. I don't think so. So I don't think Belichick would so put guys, up with any of that shit. The Browns are a slight possibility. Is he and Odell? Well, the Browns, the Browns are a magnet for circus acts, right? And he oh and Odell are, are friends, so that could be a thing. Jesus, that offense. Right. Uh, my theory, and Rob, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. I think Dan Snyder over in Washington is sitting there going, "Wait a second. I can bring a wide receiver in, fine him thirty th- or three hundred thousand dollars, and cut him without paying him. I can make money on this. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start so finding everybody and then cutting them. He's gonna, yeah, exactly, he's and finding them things the in their locker. Oh, you have a thing <laughs> here, suspension. That's because Snyder is insane. Exactly. Well, let's. I mean, there's not much more to say about AB. That's. No. Uh, there was a reason we played crazy uh, leading into the leading into yeah, the I show. Yeah, I guess so. the Steelers were pretty smart then. Getting, uh, you know, when it happened, uh, everybody was like, a third round and a fifth round pick, that's all Antonio Brown costs. Uh, right now, it's looking like a steal. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, can, can we retroactively give Tomlin like eight coaches of the year? Yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt. <clears throat> well, that does lead up to our first matchup. Uh, Kegerator versus, oh, the newly named Bears. Tyler, mm. no, you can say it. You can say cummy bears. It's okay. C ends with a Y. Yeah. Nope. It's, mm. it's something we all make. Yeah. I mean, it, all right. It's, sure. it, it's part of the natural circle of life. I That's mean, just, right. just say cum, Tyler. Nobody's going to give you a arrest you about it. <laughs> nope. All right. All right. So, Tyler, you want to lead us off here to talk about this matchup? Yep. So at quarterback, we got uh, the Bears have Ben Roethlisberger at New England versus Russell Wilson versus Cincinnati. Now, Ben Roethlisberger plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tyler. Yeah, I said he was at New England. <laughs> no, you, you said for the Bears, there's Ben. I, never mind. You went over your head. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so as a previous owner of Russell Wilson last year, he's such – uh, it's a great team, but he's such a vanilla fantasy quarterback. You're not going to get much more than 22 points out of him. Ben has such a uh, much higher ceiling here, so I'd give it to Ben no problem. 
Um, I agree with everything that you said. However, it has been proven time and time again, A, New England has Pittsburgh's number, and B, uh, Ben is not that good on the road. So I mean, he turned that around the uh, latter half of last year. A little bit, but I, I believe in that. And Russell Wilson against Cincinnati, I actually, on, on an even playing field, yes, I'm going to make this a push because uh, he's on the road and against New England. Russell's got Cincinnati, who's already going to start nailing it in. <laughs> already, yeah. thing. Already. Uh, I agree completely with Rob. I'm actually going to give the edge to Russell here. But it could be if, if New England-Pittsburgh turns into a shootout, then give me Ben. But other than that, I'll take Russell. All right. Uh, at running back, the Bears have Le'Veon Bell versus Buffalo and Todd Gurley at Carolina. Hello, 2017 running backs. <laughs> Eggerator has Christian McCaffrey versus the Rams and Dalvin Cook versus Atlanta. Okay, so pretty much what you're working, what you're looking at here are Bell Cal backs versus receiving backs. Sure. Essentially, because McCaffrey's going to get tons of points because of receptions. Uh, he's also somehow a magician when he receives the ball. I don't know how he gets. Yeah, I was going to say, McCaffrey's about as much of a bell cow back as you can get, too. That's true. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, I really like Dalvin Cook this, uh, this week, especially uh, because he's playing Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but there's a stat that Atlanta gives up the most receiving yards in the red zone to opposing teams which is usually receiving yards in the, in the red zone is dump-offs to the back. Correct. So I think Dalvin Cook is, Dalvin Cook is going to get a lot of receptions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Blake. Blake, I would like to turn a new leaf this year. That was a very astute observation. Thank you. Oh. Dude, you should write that down or take a picture of this situation or something to remember that because it's <laughs> not going to happen very often. I would, but I, I can't write, according to Tyler. Oh. I'm inept. It's true. Yeah, true. Speaking of inept, your analysis wasn't inept. I agree wholeheartedly that McCaffrey and Cook are the play here over Bell and Gurley. I mean, they all can receive, but Bell and Gurley have the big question marks to me coming into this year. We don't know what kind of workload they're going to have. If this, uh, Tyler made the comment, hey, it's running backs in 2017. If this was 2017, Bell and Gurley all day. But this is 2019, give me McCaffrey and Cook. If it was 2017, Bell and Gurley would take, alone would take this team to the uh, playoffs and if not the championship right and but if they are if they do flesh out you know Todd Gurley's healthy and Lev Bell gets the same work he did in Pittsburgh I mean this team could be, is extremely dangerous and they, they could they, take they have potential I just don't feel it week this week the question yeah. marks outweigh them yeah agree yep I agree with Rob completely uh wide receivers we have T.Y. Hilton at the Chargers and Julian Edelman versus Pittsburgh uh and Kegerator has Brandon Cooks at Carolina and Calvin Ridley at Minnesota Boy, this is an enigma here, this wide receiver matchup. I don't like – I guess, to me, Cooks is probably the, the standout here. I do like Cooks. Um, Ridley, I think last year was kind of an anomaly because he did okay, but he just scored so many touchdowns, and I don't see that trend continuing. Edelman is Edelman. He's going to get catches, but there's there could be a lot of mouths to feed there, even without – Gronk, you've now got Gordon, you've got um, – uh, they want to run Sony Michelle a lot more. I think that offense is going to change. We don't know what they're going to be, really. I mean, they morph all the time. And T.Y. Hilton, without Andrew Luck, Andrew Muck – Andrew Muck? Andrew Luck may say, oh, it's fine, it's okay. That was That's a shout-out to yesterday. Um, but I don't know how he's going to be with Jacoby Brisket. I, yeah, I don't – this these wide receivers on these teams are – all, all four of them are great players, and 
decent fantasy producers, but all of the teams are in weird situations. Right. The only study here is Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman. But then again, like you said, we don't know what the offense is going to be like. Right. So what do you think, Tyler? I'm going to push him, honestly. I always, yeah, yeah um, I didn't even say what I was going to do. I was just bitching about him. Um, a push for me as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say a lot of the same thing. For me right now, until proven otherwise, T.Y. Hilton and Calvin Ridley are basically the same fantasy player. Um, yep. So give me, give me Edelman by an absolute hair over Brandon Cooks just because he's going to have that steady production. He's going to have seven catches. Cooks could have anywhere from two to 12, but give me Edelman by just a hair. But I'm going to push overall. All right. Um, at end, we have Evan Ingram at Dallas for the Bears and Vance McDonald at New England for Kegerator. This is easy for me. For you, what do you what do you got? I got Ingram all day. A, they've already there's already been reports that they're going to feed him a lot in the passing game. Um, they don't have uh, Golden Tate until Week Five, so it's pretty much Shepard, Ingram, and uh, Barkley is all their offense. Um, Eli's not going to throw it downfield to Shepard because he can't throw more than five yards, so a lot of targets to Ingram. Um, Vance McDonald's decent, but he's. He's not super consistent. Give me Ingram all day. There is a uh, target share hole in Pittsburgh, though. Without AB there, it's just it's the juju show, and you know Vance could get a bunch of a bunch of kids. He could. I, I think uh, Washington and um, uh, shit, former Colt. Can't think of his name. I don't know who you're talking about. The other Thank you, Dante Moncrief. I think they absorbed some of that. Um, I mean, McDonald will probably get more, but he's just never been a consistent producer. No, I mean, I Engram's obviously the better tight end right. in this matchup, so I'm going to give it to him, but I just don't think either of them are going to shine all that much. Yeah, I'm going to take Ingram. Uh, again, kind of the way I did with Edelman. Ingram's going to be more stable, but Vance could have a blow-up game. Um, and I just, don't think, I just don't think the ceiling is as much there for Ingram in this game, but I could be wrong. He could push somebody um, over, I'm sure. There are, there's very much better matchups for Ingram than Dallas. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, Dallas has great linebackers. Which, yeah, but... and that's the reason why I'm hesitant to take Ingram here is just because Dallas's linebacking core is very dangerous. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, at the flex, we have Cooper Cup at Carolina and Derrick Henry uh, at Cleveland. How about a, I just want to say, how about a freaking flex spot for Cooper Cup? What a player to throw in your flex. I mean, that's that's awesome right there. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so what do you think about the? I mean, between Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup is going to outproduce Derrick Henry any day of the week. Yeah, I like Cooper Cup a little bit better. Um, Derrick Henry will probably get a lot of carries, but that Cleveland defense is pretty underrated and really good against the run. And it's not like they check down to Derrick Henry. So um, you got to – the only way he scores really big is if he gets a touchdown, and that's – when you're touchdown dependent, um, give me the guy that can get five or six catches over that guy. Yeah, give me Cooper Cup. Uh, Derrick Henry's going to be good in games where Tennessee is going to be ahead, and Tennessee will not be ahead in this game. No, they won't be ahead in very many games until they play Miami, probably. No. <laughs> uh, at defense, uh, the Bears have the Patriots defense versus Pittsburgh. And the kegerator has the Bears defense scoring 10 points against Green Bay on Thursday. Okay. So do we think the Patriots are going to score more or less than 10? 
I would say a little less than 10. I would also say less. Yep. And Robbie Gold at Tampa Bay for the Bears and Justin Tucker at Miami for Kegerator. Um, I mean, they're both good kickers. I, I would say – I mean, you got Baltimore going against Miami, and Miami is not going to be any kind of – they're not going to put up much of a fight. Um, San Francisco, Tampa Bay could be high scoring. Um, I guess give me the guy going against the team that doesn't have to try too hard, and maybe they just you know kick a lot of field goals because Miami turns the ball over. They like, oh, we'll run, 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 fine, kick a 40-yard or whatever. Give me Tucker. Yeah, I don't care about kickers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Hurricane oh, Dorian right, going to play any games? What was that? Is Hurricane Dorian going to affect any of these games, or is that gone? It's gone. Okay. Yeah, I then I don't care about kickers. They're, okay. both, they're both in Florida anyway. It's Tampa Bay and Miami, so. Yeah. Uh, Blake, benches. See, I've been looking at these benches while you guys were talking about kickers for some reason. Um, and I just – I don't see any changes I would make, honestly. No, I would love to put Antonio lineup. What's that? If Antonio Brown was playing, I would love to have him playing over Derrick Henry. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, Sterling Shepard is an interesting option that you might look at uh, instead of Ty Hilton. Yeah, and the and the the only reason because you don't know what the Colts are going to do, and you know Sterling Shepard is going to be in the game, and also he's playing Ingram, so I doubt he wants to have two pass catchers from the same. From the same shitty team, so otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't. I think they're starting their optimum lineups. Yeah, I agree. Do you guys consider here against a bad Cincinnati defense, DK Metcalf over either Derrick Henry or Calvin Ridley? I do not. I do not either. I don't know how DK Metcalf is going to play in the NFL. Yeah, you got to. I mean. Potential is just that potential. We thought David Montgomery, everybody thought David Montgomery is going to be, oh, he's going to get all these carries from Chicago. And then he got six in the Thursday night game. So I mean, the only long stretch of a flex change for the Kegerator would be maybe Randall Cobb. I mean, if Dallas uses the flex like they did a couple of years ago with Cole Beasley, Randall Cobb could be valuable for receptions. Right. You, you could get you a decent amount of points just in catches alone. Yeah. But, again, you, you haven't seen Dallas play a real game with Randall Cobb. So. Exactly. So, no, I think these lineups are set the way where they are, and there's not much improvement you can do, and I'm going to give it to Kegerator. Uh, I am as well. Right. Man, I was sitting here while you were blabbering on about something. I don't know what. Trying to figure out who I was going to take. I don't know. Ugh. I just hate – when we got down to the second wide receiver and the uh, – Flex, I just hated Kegerator's team, and I love the Bears so much more. So you're I'm going to give Bears? it to Kegerator, though. No, I'm going to give it to Kegerator. There you go. All righty. All right. The next matchup, Blake. Uh, we're doing Scary Terry versus WTF A-Lab, right? Yep. All righty. So, starting off, we got Scary Terry is fielding Pat Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Uh, at Jacksonville again. <laughs> Uh, Jared Goff at Carolina. Uh, see, normally this is you just slam dunk this and say, oh, Mahomes all day long. Grab Mahomes. Grab Mahomes. But Jacksonville was the only team last year that did not allow him to throw a touchdown. Um, you, you know, and it's on the road. I mean, Jared Goff is also on the road at Carolina, but Carolina's defense is a little less imposing. 
I would give the slightest of edge to Mahomes just because he's the better player. But I think it's real close. I got a pretty big edge to Mahomes here. I, I mean, it's I, I agree with what you said, where Mahomes isn't in a good matchup, but Mahomes is in just yeah, it's it's a lot better for Mahomes. All right, so running back Scary Terry has Saquon Barkley at Dallas and Mark Ingram the second at Miami. Uh, WTF has Joe Mixon at Seattle and Austin Eckler hosting Indianapolis. Man. Saquon Ingram by a mile. Yeah, I was going to say, man, this really isn't that close. No, it really isn't. You know, Saquon, Mark Ingram, easy. Yeah, I mean, Mixon's got Seattle, who's got a pretty good defense, and we don't know how that timeshare is exactly going to go in San Diego. Eckler should get more play, but, nah, LA, no. Whatever. I'm staying in San Diego. Don't give too far. <laughs> All right, so we're going to push on into receivers. Scary Terry's got Keenan Allen at Indy and Amari Cooper uh, hosting the Giants. And then uh, WTF has DeAndre Hopkins at New Orleans and Juju Smith-Schuster All at right. New England. As easy as the running backs were in the prior thing, uh, this is this is really easy at wide receiver. All the way WTF. Hopkins and Juju all day long. I, I agree. The only way that that could change is New England always shuts down someone. And if they choose Juju, that could that could mess up everything. But Hopkins is clearly the number one wide receiver in this matchup. Juju is great as long as he doesn't just get completely shut down. Right. Yep, so we're giving it to WTF for receiver. Cool. Yeah. Tight end, Scary Terry fielding Jared Cook. Uh Against Houston, and WTF has Delaney Walker at Cleveland. Give me Cook. Delaney Walker will probably get hurt in the second quarter. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about these guys. <laughs> I, I sort of do because I want to see was Cook, who has been kind of a journeyman forever until Oakland last year, was that an anomaly or you know? Has the light come on for him? And New Orleans, you know, he's got Breeze. It's the best quarterback he's ever played with. So let's see what he can do. I, I but I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I just, yeah, this is just, I want to see what Cook is. And Delaney Walker is going to Delaney Walker, and you'll have him for three weeks and have fun. Right. Yeah. So Cook it is. Uh, flex spots. We've got DJ Moore from Scary Terry and Robert Woods. There's our third Rams receiver. There it is. Uh, for WTF. Dude, I'm super pushed on this one. I like both players. Um, there's a lot of miles to feed in the I – mean, like you said, this is the third Rams receiver. Not everybody can get 100 yards. Right. <laughs> Watch that happen. Um, and then DJ Moore, um, who's the de facto number one now, uh, with Curtis Samuel on the other side. So, you know, between the two, I give it to DJ Moore. Do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a push on this one. Tyler? I am Woods on this one. You're our Woods on this one. So we're all over the place. Yeah, that's a real funky map. All right. Uh, defenses is uh, the Eagles defense for Scary Terry and the Saints defense for WTF. Super yeah. easy, Eagles. Yep. Eagles are playing Washington. Have fun with your seven turnovers. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then I don't care about kickers, so I'm not going to cover them. Yeah, fuck them. Tyler, what do you think about these benches? What do I think about these benches? Um... You know, Darius Geis is interesting. He's a guy that I want to watch this week because 
all indications are that he's going to be the guy, but I just don't know what the guy means in Washington. Right. Um, and that's all I care about on the all the benches. Yeah, I, I want to see what McCoy, what they really do in Kansas City with him. I mean, not that I yeah. play him, but I mean, I, I'm interested in that. And I'm also interested in Moncrief. Is, is he really the two in Pittsburgh or is it Washington? So that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking to change anything. So who are you giving this to? Probably shut that off. Yeah, what the uh, hell was I'm that? Give it, uh, it was, I was receiving a phone call. Yeah, it was probably our uh, agent talking about the why he didn't get that extra potato chip. I'm going to give this to Scary Terry. You give it to Scary Terry? I am. I think Pat Mahomes, Saquon, and Mark Ingram are going to run this. You know what? I'm going to give a slight edge to Scary Terry as well. Just because, like Tyler said, the wide receiver should be really good for WTF, but there's a chance Juju could go down, and I really don't like Delaney Walker at all. And I am not a fan of the running backs in their matchups versus uh, Scary Terry's running backs. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Scary Terry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can pencil in three touchdowns and a bonus from uh, Scary Terry's running backs. And when you can get three touchdowns and hit at least one 100-yard bonus, that's going to be hard to beat no matter what. So I'm taking Terry as well. All right. Uh, Rob, you got the next one. All right, what do we got? Bring me up. Oh, oh, here we are. It's the backdoor hog snakes against the fighting hedgehogs. And our very first matchup is Deshaun Watson at New Orleans and Aaron Rodgers, who's already played with 16 points. Uh, yeah, this right? is Watson oh, by well, a mile. Actually, Tyler, yeah. Yeah, this is Watson by a mile. I, I think Watson and Breeze are my like number one and number two uh, quarterbacks on the week. Uh, because I think that's going to be like <laughs> huge over under. So give me yeah. Watson, especially since Rogers already put up 16. Yeah, I agree. Watson easy. I mean, as when with uh, Rogers having 16, it's easy for Watson to me to beat 16. I think he can do that easily. Yep. I have nothing to add. I agree with both. <laughs> Shut up, okay. you! You don't talk till the end, Blake. That's true. <laughs> I tried to get him too, but I was incorrect. At running back for the Snakes, we got Josh Jacobs in his debut uh, against Denver, and Leonard Fournette against Kansas City. And then for the Hogs, we got Damian Williams at Jacksonville for Kansas City. And then we've got Aaron Jones, who's already played and got four points. You know, um, this is clearly hot snakes, but the one thing I'm watching here, um, Denver was awful against the running back, if I remember correctly, last year. Wait, was it running back or tight end? It was running back. Yeah, so – um, good matchup for Josh Jacobs to start off. Um, is losing AB good for Jacobs? Maybe. I, I, don't, I mean, the offense gets worse, so who knows. But, yeah. um, but again, on the other side, you have Damian Williams, and who knows what that timeshare is going to look like with Shady McCoy and the fact that Aaron Jones already put up like a nothing burger on Thursday night. Uh, this is right. hot snakes by a mile. Yeah, I agree. You got to give it to Jacobs and Fournette. Uh, and a big portion, I mean, if you were doing this, you know, since we didn't have our contract situation in place Wednesday, if we would have done this 
podcast Wednesday, it'll be in Williams and Jones by a mile to me. But where we're sitting Ooh. here today, Saturday, I got to give it to Jacobson for that. Uh, I, I would have been on hot snakes either way. Uh, that Bears defense, until proven otherwise, that Bears defense cannot be run on. It yeah. just, it just. I just thought they'd throw it a little bit more to him than they did. Yeah. Um, so a receiver we got for the Snakes, Michael Thomas, again in that shootout that we're talking about come Monday night, and then Jarvis Landry playing against Tennessee. Then we've got newly signed uh, multi-millionaire Julio Jones at Minnesota, and Tyree Kill also newly signed. Yeah, I'll have yeah. Set up. Um, Give me Julio and him. I mean, like, but new coin for both of these players, Tyler. What do you think? Yeah, Julio and Hill by a mile. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, let's go to tight end. We got Travis Kelsey against OJ Howard. I mean, do we? Do you we know, need to talk about this? No, it's Kelsey is the number one tight end every single week. OJ Howard is no slouch, especially against San Francisco. I think they'll get good production. But Kelsey just wins out. Yeah, and when you got uh, the two corners that Jacksonville has, you know, Hill's yes, going to have exactly. – I mean, where are you going to go if you're Mahomes? Man, you're going to throw a lot to Kelsey. Busters. Yeah. Uh, in the flex, speaking of tight ends, George Kittle uh, at Tampa Bay or Kenny Galladay at Arizona? I, I want to hear where you're going here because I have a strong take. I I would take Kittle all day in this matchup. Nope. Wrong douchebag. This is Kenny Galladay by a mile. That Arizona defense is has nothing. There no Patrick Patterson. No second quarterback. Matt, yeah, Peterson. No Kenny uh, second quarterback. He doesn't matter anyway because he's terrible. So they're down to their third and fourth cornerbacks. And then to be and Detroit, you think Tampa all- Bay has a great defense that can cover George Kittle. Well, they have well, a better defense. Yeah, don't, don't, than- don't comment all at once. <laughs> That's okay. I believe George uh, Kittle beats Kenny Galladay because I like San Francisco a lot better than I like the Lions. First dollar bet of the year is who? What? Gonna be our first dollar bet of the year? Sure, I'm in. All right. All right. A defense, Chargers against Indianapolis, and the Vikings against Atlanta. I think this one's pretty easy. Yeah, that's the Chargers. Yeah, it's the Chargers. And then kickers we don't care about. No, we don't. So, what do you think of these benches? Um, let's see. Sammy Watkins is going to be interesting this year, but not against Jacksonville. Correct. Excuse me. Uh, Robbie Anderson would be interesting, but coming off of a soft tissue injury, he's kind of scary. Burita's interesting, but you're not benching anybody on the hot snakes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think these lineups are pretty locked in. I do too. The only thing that's interesting is Deshaun Jackson and the quote revenge game against Washington. Um, so I think that's a thing. But other than that. I don't see many changes. So, who are you picking in this one? Oh man, I keep forgetting there are more questions coming. Yeah, give me give me hot snakes because they have Watson and Thomas in what I think is going to be a shootout. And in the places where they were weaker, I think it was close. And they're he- much better at running back. 
Yeah, it, to me, this is hot snakes all the way. Um, again, if we were doing this Wednesday, I think it would be closer. But the fact that Rodgers and Aaron Jones only put up 20 points, I think it's an easy cakewalk for the snakes. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I do want to sound <laughs> like a dick. Uh, there's no contest in this week matchup. I mean, I am definitely going to have issues, you know, in later weeks. But this week, it's there's there's almost no chance I'm going to jinx the fuck out of myself. He really just did just now. I yeah. can't. I was going to say, okay, like if, if you think there's no chance, would you be willing to accept, oh, or would you be willing to give Hedgehogs 35 points? You, you know, 35 conciliatory points? Like, like points? If, if, you, if you had to set the spread at 35 points, would you bet on yourself? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I think that's the better question. <laughs> is, is it going to be more or less than that? Yeah, I think I, think it, I, think I, beat, I win by more than 30 points. All or right. 35, whatever you said. All right, I will take us into the next. That's strong words, and I'm gonna. I just fucked my own butt on that. So let's. Yeah, you sure did. Let's carry on, Tyler. All right, Blake. This one's you and me, uh, or we're calling it. Uh, We have the not racist Redskins by Monty and your old CI Whitefish over there with Rob. Uh, The Redskins have Baker Mayfield versus Tennessee, and Rob has Carson Wentz versus Washington. So Carson Wentz is facing a pretty terrible team in, in Washington. But and Tennessee's like no slouch as a defense, but I, I'm going with my heart. My feels pick is Baker Mayfield has over 35 points this week. You know, I I actually do like Baker a little bit more than Wentz. Um, it's close. I just think that they Cleveland's going to want to come out and show off their shiny new offense. And Philly really has no incentive to come out and blow the doors off of Washington. Plus, it's an interdivisional game. So, I'm going to take Baker. Yeah, I'm taking Baker, too, obviously. I know. You already said that. Well, you didn't say anything, so I tried to fill the space. Move on. You're the one calling it. No. Oh, am I? You sure are. No, you called it. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you did. Damn it. Who's the idiot now, Tyler? We're not even cutting that. No, that's staying in. That's proof that Tyler is stupid. Yep. Shut up. Uh, Running backs, we have David Johnson versus Detroit and James White versus Pittsburgh. And Whitefish has Nick Chubb versus Tennessee. And David Montgomery with a hefty four points. Yeah, David disappointment. Uh, You know, this is Redskins. No contest at running back here, even though – doesn't matter. I mean, you can't you can't do worse than David Montgomery, honestly. I mean, you can. You can, but I mean, uh, David, James White. James White is going to get uh, carries and catches. David Johnson is basically that offense. I mean, uh, do you have a hot take? Do you trust? I don't want to, but do you I trust do. Kyler Murray week one in the NFL. I don't uh, you trust the uh, I trust. I'm pushing this even with Montgomery having four points already. What was that? I'm pushing this matchup even though David Montgomery already only put up four. I think David Johnson is going to win this day. Right. Okay. Uh, The Redskins have Odell Beckham versus Tennessee and Alshon Jeffrey versus Washington. And Whitefish has Adam Thielen versus Atlanta and Chris Godwin versus San Francisco. 
And that's Thielen and Godwin. You really Miles. think Thielen Godwin? I mean, I think Jeffrey and Godwin are almost a push, and then it's what, and then it's what you what you think Odell's going to do in a new system. And Thielen, we already know what he can do. I think it's Thielen Godwin because we know Thielen's production uh, capability, but I wouldn't be surprised if Odell and Alshon beat out here. Yeah, I just have Godwin. Uh, a lot higher than Jeffrey this week. Uh, so that's that's the difference between us. Um, we have Zach Ertz for the Redskins versus Washington and Hunter Henry versus Indiana. I do want to say I do like the Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham stack that the Redskins got going on here. That could pay off very large dividends for them. But speaking at tight ends, I, I'm going to take Zach Ertz easy because Hunter Henry's coming off a season-ending season injury last year. And I will be convinced when I see it, if he's back to form. Yep. Uh, agreed. I want to see it from Hunter Henry first. Uh, at, in the flex, we have D.D. Westbrook versus Kansas City and Zeke Elliott versus the Giants. I don't think we have to talk about this, but D.D. Westbrook is going to have a good game this week, even though Zeke's the much better. Yeah, I don't have a doubt that Day-Day, uh, as Greg said during the draft, <laughs> Uh, Day Day uh, is going to do pretty decent, but no, Zeke is going to get, you know, upwards of 25 touches in this game, and we know what Zeke can do. Yeah, I mean, if, if you moved Zeke up to where Montgomery is, uh, then Whitefish would easily win running backs, and Redskins would easily win the, uh, the flags. So, kind of a... Uh, defenses, we have the Browns versus Tennessee, and the Cowboys versus the Giants. Give me a push here. I want to lean. Maybe Cowboys by I want to lean towards Cowboys here. Yeah, maybe by a hair. But, yeah, there could be turnovers on both sides. It's just going to come down to who turns the ball over more. Uh, Blake, what do you see on the benches? On these benches, we are um, we have uh, on the Redskins side, Geronimo Allison. Obviously can't play him this week, but I can't believe he got zero targets, zero points, obviously. But, I mean, that's just weird to me. Granted, the whole game was weird. It was a really low-scoring game. Yeah. Um, but, no, breaking lineups, I don't see – much of anything. You have to start Baker with your Odell stack week one. You can't start Tom Brady this week. So Redskins, I think, are solid. And on the Whitefish side, you're not replacing Zeke in your flex, and you're not going to bench Nick Chubb. So there's really nothing I'd change here either. You know, the only thing is it's really a shame that Rob has to play Carson Wentz, and he does, because I do think Lamar Jackson's going to have a really great game to start this season. Um, but you got to play Wentz against Washington. So, Rob, what do you think? Well, I have to play Wentz, not only against Washington, but it helps that he's got Jeffrey and Zach Ernst. So anything they get, I get too. True. So I kind of have to do that. Then you're not stacking points up on your bench. You're at least profiting something on your opponent. Right, so if his players do well, I have a player that's going to do well. So, yeah, if I knew then what I know now, I might have made changes and had Zeke you know, play with Montgomery that, but that's not to say I might have, I probably would still play Montgomery in the flex anyway. So, water to the bridge. Anyway, so, all's, all's be all's. I give this to Whitefish, but it's going to be close. 
Baker, adult, it, it hinges around what Cleveland does. If Cleveland goes out there and sets fires, it could be a whole different story, but I think Whitefish has the better chance. Yeah, I'm taking Whitefish here, and I, I don't think it's going to be as close as you think, but I, you know, it'll be a good game. Um, I'll take me too. I think it'll be close. I think if we had a super healthy Odell Beckham without a hip injury, without saying he hasn't even been able to run fully, um, I might be a little more worried, but I think I'll take it. Here, here's where I think um, the not racist Redskins kicker is on Monday night. And if I'm – my guess is that by by that time, Rob's not going to be worried about the kicker scoring enough points to win the game. All right. So last matchup, Rob, you want to take us through it? Yeah, sure. We've got Easy Turbo uh, against the Fantasy Reapers. So we're going to start for the Commissioner's with, uh, Cup. Oh, yes, for the Commissioner's Cup. Oh, it is Cup. the Commissioner's Cup. If you guys don't remember last year, the Commissioner's Cup was a – uh, little side thing that we did on this podcast that whoever had what was it one week one or no we gave it uh, week no. one and kept it as I, long I, as kept for right the championship so before. Tyler right. had it at the last game playoffs don't count last game of the regular season last year so he has it here so Turbo can try to take it from him this week and to try to do that he's going to have Drew Brees uh, playing against Houston in that Monday night match that we've talked about already and then. Um, the Reapers had Jameis Winston playing against San Francisco. How do you see this one going? Big? I see it as a very interesting choice to start Jameis, famous Jameis. Uh, he was, you know, up and down last year, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there is much of a contest here. I think Drew Brees is going to get it. He's by far the better quarterback, and he has – granted, both matchups are good for these quarterbacks, but I think Drew Brees is going to have to do more because uh, – uh, that shootout we've been talking about. Here, here's where I'm going to differ with you on this one. I think it's decently close, but I'm going to give the edge to Winston because New Orleans has a running game, which they can establish on Houston. Uh, Tampa Bay does not have a running game. They have a, a guy they picked up last year who sucked really terribly and has been really terrible, and they have Peyton Barber. They're so terrible that um, the Redskins, the are the not racist Redskins, picked up the third string running back who's like some rookie who actually showed well in the preseason because there's a chance he could start later in the year because both running backs are so freaking terrible. You're talking about Rojo? I'm talking about him. So I'm giving the slight edge to Winston. All right, so we're a little bit split here. Yes. Uh, at running back, hey, speaking of the running game, you know, Alvin Kamara in that same game, and then uh, Devontae Freeman for Atlanta at Minnesota, and then we've got James Potter. Uh, for Pittsburgh at New England, and Chris Carson playing against Cincinnati. What do you think here? Well, I just want to say that uh, Turbo is laying or following the railroad that the Hedgehogs laid last year in stacking through threes and Kamara. <laughs> they sure are. Which proved to be very good for the Hedgehogs last year. I don't see any reason why it won't be again, right. honestly. Uh, Devonta Freeman's alone now. Right. Edo Smith, that's it. He has no Kevin Coleman to, to fight against. I right. think he's going to get a lot of carries. And Minnesota, he's also going to get a lot of uh, dump-offs and screens. Uh, Connor, can he repeat? We don't know. He's not uh, you know, as sturdy as a back that's going to play you know, every single down, every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know about the Seattle backfield, honestly. I mean, it's, it's 
I don't trust it. And so, and I think Kamara and Freeman have way more firepower here in this than uh, Connor and Carson. Okay, I'm going to give – I might differ again a little bit with, with you. I'm going to – just because Kamara is a video game, I'm going to give the slight edge to Kamara and Freeman, assuming Freeman doesn't, like, have a soft tissue injury on the way to the game. Um, it's I think, true. Those <laughs> bus rides are dangerous. Right. James, yeah, stepping off the bus, I mean, that's an extra step. You know, how dare you sit for several hours? Right. James Conner, I think, is going to be solid. Um, you know, people are worried, you know, like, oh, is he going to have the same – you know, catches and, and runs like last year, they didn't want to overuse him because he slowed down at the end of the year. I don't think that's going to be a problem here in the, in the first game. So I like Connor. And Chris Carson, I think he's a pick that everything out of Seattle has said, hey, this guy is our guy. We're going to throw the ball to him more. We're going to do – He's. I think he's going to be a 70% back in that backfield. I really, really do. I really do. And if that's the case, Cincinnati is nothing. And so I, that's why I make I can give the slight edge to um, Turbo just because of Camara, but I think it's closer than you think. All right. I mean, I'll let you think that. All right. So uh, let's go to wide receivers. We've got Mike Evans uh, against San Francisco playing against on that Winston deal. And Stefan Diggs, who had a little bit of an injury issue this week, um, but I don't think he has that anymore, uh, against Atlanta. And then we've got Devontae Adams, who only put up seven points, and then Tyler Lockett. Um, against Cincinnati. What do you think here? That Green Bay game was so weird. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, either the starters weren't ready on either on either side, or the Bears' defense is that good. It could be either one, could be both. But about to add a disappointment, obviously, for the fantasy Reapers. Right. I don't think Tyler Lockett has enough in come the possibilities of Mike Evans and Stephon Diggs. I don't Mike Evans against San Francisco, that is a dream matchup. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs, whether or not he's hurt or not, uh, and his secondary isn't really that great. Right. So it's the turbo all the way. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. Um, I think for sure Stephon Diggs can at least put up seven points in his matchup against Atlanta, yep. even if he's, you know, crawling on all fours. <laughs> um, and then to me, Mike Evans is way better than Tyler Lockett. So. I am really high on Mike Evans this year, and – Playing in San Francisco week one, they, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a yeah. dream for him. All right, so let's go to tight end. We've got the rookie, the Iowa rookie, TJ Hawkinson for Detroit, playing against a little sneaky pickup, um, which might not seem so sneaky now, uh, Darren Waller for Oakland. Um, what do you think here? I can honestly tell you I don't know anything about Darren Waller. Okay. But you know Oakland. I do know Oakland. I know how they used Jared Cook last year. Correct. And they used him in a very, very good and way. And then what? And then what happened today? Today we lose Antonio Brown off that offense. Right. I mean, any tight end, any receiver in Oakland get, gains insurmountable value. Right. And then uh, we've heard reports from training camp and shit that T.J. Hawkinson is the best pass catcher on that team. Right. I would push these tight ends because I don't know anything about them and I don't know how these teams are going to use them. You know, I'm going to agree with you. This is the first matchup portion here i'm gonna agree with you 100 we don't know what either is going to be there's potential in both if i if i had to give anything i might give the slightest slightest of edge to waller just because i think i think he's going to have more opportunities than hawkinson might yeah in my not vast uh fantasy analysis experience i don't know enough about these uh tight ends to give an edge i'm All going right. to just Evens for both of these guys. All right. Uh, Flex, uh, this one I think is pretty easy. Tariq Cohen put up 12 
um, on Thursday, and then we have Carryon Johnson um, at Arizona. Arizona defense is not great. No, they're not. They give up a lot, but Terry Cohen, I mean, he had, what, four, five catches for 40 yards or some shit? Something like that. But That's not a bad showing, but I think Carryon Johnson has I think he'd score more than 12 points. To get more than that. Correct. All right, so uh, defenses, we got the Jags against Kansas City or the Ravens against Miami. We're just moving on to the benches. This yeah. one, I mean, this that book writes itself. Um, what, are you, what are you looking at here on the bench? Okay, so the biggest thing that pops out with me on this turbo bench is that he has TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. He's showing his hand a little bit, you know, from Iowa. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't think either tight end is going to be, you know, a top 10. TJ Hawkinson has more of a chance than Noah Fant. But yeah. I, obviously, he's not going to break our lineup. Philip Lindsay is the only interesting person down here. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I maybe would have started Philip Lindsay instead of Terry Cohen in the flex, but, you know, that you can't take that back now. Right. Alan Robinson, great showing. I think he might break the lineup next week. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't I don't see many things on the bench I would change. Um, you know, uh, it looks like that the, um, uh, the Fantasy Reapers are flush at running back because – I would say that, you know, I kind of like Sony Michelle uh, against Pittsburgh a little bit, but I certainly wouldn't replace Arian or, or Carson or Cook. So, I, yes, I do think if uh, if Antonio Brown was not released today, right, Mark Andrews might be your tight end instead of Waller. Yeah, okay, I would, I, I could see that. But with um, the with the AB news, you know, go ahead. Yeah, Waller has a much higher percentage of being uh, more, more productive. And I agree that Turbo uh, screwed the pooch by putting being a homer and putting Tariq Cohen in his flex, especially going in that game not knowing how the running back situation was going to come out. I would have easily put uh, either Philip Lindsay or Michael Gallup in that spot. Did Cohen even line up in the backfield, or he was only in the slot? No, he just lined up in the backfield. Did he? Okay. Yeah. No, he lined up in the backfield twice. Twice. He had 38 snaps out of the slot, two from the running back position. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, just go ahead and twice. change his position already. Those have been the two times I watched. So, right. who you take? Well, Tyler, tell us about your match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us what you think. So, as we were going through these teams, and you guys kind of said it on the draft recap, I firmly believe I am the deepest team in this league. I have the most depth. Uh, I could flip any of about three players into my wide, second wide receiver with Lockett, Jones, and Boyd, and be fine. And like you said, with Michelle, I could flip him into my running back two or my flex and be fine. But that also means I have a lot of tough decisions to make, and I'm probably going to make a lot of them wrong. <laughs> so that is the uh, fantasy, yeah, which yeah. I tried. Yeah. I did my best to avoid it. That's why my bench is filled with a lot of maybes. Yeah. Yeah. So – Honestly, I see this game as a push. If you gave Turbo a one-point advantage, like like if you put the spread as Turbo as the one-point favorite, I would take me. And if you put me as the one-point favorite, I would take Turbo. I think it's going to come down to percentage points. And I'm going to be watching that Oakland-Denver game Monday night at 920 with bated breath. Yeah, I'm going to be chewing on my nails and all that stuff. It's a close matchup. I, Who are you giving it to? I, I'm going to give it to Turbo. Uh, it's especially with Devonte Adams' performance of only seven points. It's Camara is going to roll, and Mike Evans and Stephon Diggs. One of them is going to blow up. All right, here's what I'm doing. I'm I'm going to give the slight edge to Reapers here. Of course you are. The reason being, well, the 
reason being, I think it's super, super close. And I think it's going to come down to one position and one position only. And I don't think that's defense. Ah. And I think that the Jags defense is, even though they, you know, yes, they did. They held Mahomes without a touchdown. I mentioned that earlier. However, he still threw for like 300 yards. So it doesn't matter. So I, I, they're not going to get turnovers, I don't believe. I think they're going to give up points and yards. The Ravens are going to murder Miami. They could possibly return fumbles, interceptions for touchdowns, all kinds of things. You could have the Jags score six and the Ravens score 23, they and do. that could be the difference in the game. They do have Earl Thomas back there now, don't they? They sure do. Yeah. So the, the fact that you can outscore a defense by at least 15 points, which I think will happen, I think that gives the win to the Reapers. I think everything else is going to be up and down, up and down, and that will be the matchup that wins it for the Reapers by two. By two. By two. That's my big city call. Reapers by two. All right. Tyler. Yeah, I'm going to oh, – Yeah, go ahead. On, honestly, I'm going with me purely because it's me. Uh, that, that's uh, Honestly, if, 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 if I thought that there was a reasonable chance, it would be a tie. If we didn't have, like, decimal scoring, yeah. I might actually go I, – I truly think this is going to be a less than one-point game. Well, I went two just because one's too easy. All right, so Tom, yeah. before, before we wrap up all the way here, uh, since you weren't able to make it for our uh, draft recap podcast, was there anything you wanted to say post-draft? No, like I said, I think um, obviously, you know, I listen to my own team more because, you know, doesn't everybody. And, and like I said, uh, with my team specifically, I think I was in the bottom three for starting lineups, uh, but you guys hit on it. I, I'm deep. Um, so – my team in particular is going to be one of those where it, once injuries start happening, I think I'm in a good position, but until then, I think I'm going to be struggling. Um, other than that, we have a lot of really, really top heavy teams. Um, I know this, a lot this of teams that I was terrified. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of teams that I'm terrified of. And like I said, there are a couple of these teams that if they don't get hit by the injury bug, there's, there's going to be no stopping them. At all. I mean, uh, you, you got um, – who, who had uh, – what it was, it's Saquon and – Saquon and Ingram and Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper and Patrick well, that's Mahomes. Scary Terry. No, yeah, that's no, Scary Terry. Or the Cummy Bears? No, that's Scary Terry. No, Cummy Bears oh, had um, – yeah, they had – yeah. Scary Roethlisberger, Bell, Gurley. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, a I mean – And if he has the injury, Raider, yeah, he could, he yeah. could waltz this thing. Kegerator with thing. McCaffrey Cook, you know. Tyler, you also have lots of trade possibilities. Exactly, and and that was the other thing I was going to bring up is if the some of these top heavy teams get hit by the injury bug, right. then all of a sudden I'm your best friend right. because I got I got four running backs and about seven receivers that yeah. could all fit in the starting lineup. Uh, but like I said, until that happens, I think I'm going to be struggling to make decisions week to week. All right. Well, I think uh, great week one podcast. Uh, we had a, Yeah, it's going to be a puzzle to get it together. It is. <laughs> uh, we had an awesome draft. I love this draft league-wide this year. Yeah, it was um, very good. Everybody did a good job. We're starting. We're getting it to you a little bit late, but I'm super pumped for tomorrow. Yeah. Week one is going to be an awesome football. And I'll give you one of my extra chips since you can get that in the new contracts. So. Yeah, please. I mean, I'm starving over here. Um, it's fine. All right, Tyler, anything else to add, or are we ready to, we ready to exit out? Let's roll we'll see thing. you guys next week. All right. Sounds great. Bye, guys.